Well, good morning again, and I pray that, that everyone has had just a fantastic Thanksgiving. Did everybody get enough to eat? Amen. Boy, I tell you what, I sure did. We had a great meal and a great blessing, but it was indeed a thankful day. Kids Corner. Amen. Eight years old and younger uh, for their own little. Wow, you got it easy today, Chels. Just two. Man, that's going to be fun. Three. <laughs> Amen. That's good. But it was a great Thanksgiving. I pray that you were blessed. But let me tell you about Frank in Dallas. Frank in Dallas called his son Eddie in New York just before Thanksgiving. And he said, I'm sorry to tell you, son, but your mother and I are getting divorced. I can't take any more of her constant complaining. We can't stand the sight of each other anymore. And I'm telling you first because you're the oldest and I want you to tell your younger sister. When they got off the phone, Eddie calls his sister Julie and she says, uh-uh, no way they're getting divorced. I'm going over to see them at Thanksgiving. So she calls her parents. She tells them both, you must not get divorced. So promise me you won't do anything until I get over there. I'm calling Eddie, and we're going to be over there at Thanksgiving. Until then, don't you take any action. And then Julie hangs up. About that time, the father put down the phone, and he said to his wife, Good news, honey. Eddie and Julie are coming for Thanksgiving, and they're paying their own way. <laughs> Amen. Boy, it's always great at Thanksgiving when, when families come to gather together. Uh, holidays are great for doing that. Uh, but, you know, that doesn't always happen that way for everybody. Many family members are separated by hundreds of miles. And as a result, they're separated from their loved ones during these very precious times of the year. But tis the season. Amen. Tis the season uh, for family gatherings. But that's not all. If nothing else, tis also the season to get busy. Tis also the season for food and lots of it. Can I get a testimony? Amen. Uh, tis the season for football. Amen. Tis the season for parades and for shopping and for decorating. Tis the seasons for wrapping it all up. Tis the season. And if you got kids or grandkids, tis the season for pictures with Santa. Tis the season for wish lists. Tis the season for anticipation. But for many this year, tis the season for loneliness. Many people really feel the pinch of loneliness at this time of year, especially if they're unable to visit with their family. Tis also the season for many for sadness as they try to celebrate the holidays without loved ones who have passed on. Tis also the season for some for depression. Think of it. That especially that out-of-work father who is unable to provide the gifts that he wants to give his children. Friends, let you and I, let us who have been so incredibly blessed, let us be compassionate toward those who are struggling this year. So what's your big thing? What's your big thing during this time of year? Is it to go shopping at, on Black Friday? Is it to avoid shopping on Black Friday? Yes. Amen. Well, I know these two went shopping at 12 o'clock in, in the middle of the night. Amen. Uh, avoid black shopping. Uh, I mean, do you like to avoid the people, avoid the traffic at all costs? Do you like to just stay inside huddled and play Scrooge? What is your big thing? Maybe you're one of those who likes to be right smack in the middle of it all. 
right smack in the middle of all the shopping, all the running, all the decorating and visiting, cooking and eating. Maybe you're not one of those kinds of people. Maybe you don't like all that holiday hustle and bustle. But I want to tell you this morning that even if you're one of those that don't like it, at least to some degree, we should all get into. We should all get into this wonderful season because you and I have been so blessed by God. So this holiday season, do what Psalm chapter 96 teaches us to do. Sing to the Lord a new song. Do something new. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations. His wonders among all the people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you this morning desiring a renewed perspective about the holidays. Lord, we come to you this morning asking you to show us a new song, a new way in which we might be able to honor you and bring glory to your name. This we pray in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. That's what I want to do today. Today, I want to offer you a couple of new ways that you might honor the Lord Jesus this season. The first of which is you need to know, tis the season for singing. Amen? Uh, Brother Chad just hit the nail on the head. I ain't a good singer, but man, I tell you what, God tells me I am. You know why? Because he just loves to hear me praising his name. I read about one preacher who was preaching a revival in California. And he said he looked at the church bulletin and he, he noticed the following announcement. And it was all fine except for the missing letter G. Here's what it said. Choir rehearsal this afternoon at 3.30. Everyone who wishes to sin in the choir must come to practice. We don't want people to be sinning in the choir, amen. We want them to be singing in the choir. And one way that you can make this season a season to remember is to sing praises to the Lord. Now, uh, maybe, some, maybe singing is something new to you. Maybe you say, well, I'm not much of a singer. Well, what I see is that uh, that's okay. That's okay. Singing is just a way of praising God. And if you'll look at the preceding psalm, Psalm 95, it says, Oh, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with song. So the way I read it, whether you sing well or not, is not the issue. Whether you will sing praises to God is the real issue. Have you guys noticed the BYG choir that's been singing from time to time lately? Have you noticed them? Well, I want to tell you something. Singing is not the norm for teenagers. Did you know that? 
Singing in public is not the norm for teenagers. But I have to tell you this, like Brother Chad said, they're not singing for you. They're singing to God and honoring him. So I want you to follow their lead this season and sing, sing, sing a new song this season. For the Lord your God deserves your worship. He deserves your praise. I read where a Christian author, C.S. Lewis, wrote this. He said, I think we love praising what we enjoy, not only because the praise expresses our enjoyment, but the praise completes our enjoyment. I don't tell Janet how beautiful she is just as a compliment. I tell her how beautiful she is because my happiness with her, it makes me complete to express it to her. Praise completes our enjoyment. Praise completes the delight over what we're happy with. And this most certainly applies to the Lord. Think of it. The more you praise him, the more delighted you become with him. The more you praise God, the more intimate your relationship with him can be. Just listen to Psalm chapter 5, verse 11. You may remember this from a couple of weeks ago. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Wow, I say. Could it be that the more we sing praises to the Lord, the more he spreads his protection over us? I think so. I think that's another great reason for singing praises to God. God. Listen to Psalm chapter 7, verse 17. I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. How many times... Are we real quick to heap praise on athletes for their sports ability? How quick are we uh, real quick to, to sing praise or to heap praise on great singers? How quick are we as human beings to just heap praise on people who look pretty like those people in Hollywood? But what about God? What about God who is completely and utterly and absolutely holy? He is worthy. You know, people are just people. But God, God is God. And he is our heavenly father, our creator. He is the one who blesses us daily. He is the righteous one. He's the only holy one. He's the only perfect one. And he certainly deserves our constant thanks and our continual praise. He alone Deserves that. Psalm chapter 13. I will sing to the Lord. For he has been good to me. I was talking with Miss Glenda this morning. And she was just sharing some of the burdens that she had on her heart this morning. And she said, but Brother Bill, the Lord has been so good to me. Sing praise to the Lord. Has the Lord been good to you? I want to tell you he has. Sing praise if he's been good to you. You know, every now and then, I think we just ought to pat God on the back for being so good to us. I want you to think of how good I would feel if you sang the Brother Bill song. 
Amen? Imagine you're vacuuming the floor or you're, you're at work and you start singing the Brother Bill song and I hear about it. You don't know what the Brother Bill song is, do you? You never heard the Brother Bill song? You want to know how it goes? Kind of like, like this. Brother Bill's the best pastor that I know. I think about him everywhere I go. He's the best preacher to me. Without him, I don't know where I'd be. Imagine if I heard you singing the Brother Bill song. Would that not excite me? Imagine God when you're singing praises to God. Do you think that excites God when you sing praises to him? Will you let him know how good he's been to you? Amen. Don't you dare sing the Brother Bill song to God. He'll get mad at you. Psalm chapter 30, verse 11. You, Lord, turned my sorrow into dancing. You removed my mourning and clothed me with joy that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Has the Lord ever brought you out of something dark? Has he ever brought you out of distress? Has he ever brought you out of depression? Has he ever lifted your weakened spirit after some great loss in your life? Have you ever felt like you'll never be right again only to see God bring you through it? If so, then sing to him. Sing praises to God. Psalm 33, verse 1. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. It's fitting for us to praise God. It's the most fitting thing you can do to praise God, to sing praises to his name. And it's certainly the right thing to do as well. You know, when we all leave this world, we're going to come into God's marvelous presence and we are going to be so humbled. We're going to be so humbled before God and we're going to instantly realize that we should have been praising him all our lives. read where one preacher said early one morning about five o'clock I began to hear singing even through my bedroom door so I got up and I heard my seven-year-old daughter Elaine singing as clear as can be I'll fly away oh glory I'll fly away when I die hallelujah by and by I'll fly away man she never sounded so good but she was asleep. Even in her sleep, she was praising the Lord, singing praises to his name. Friend, have you ever had sleeping problems? Instead of trying the latest, greatest prescription medication, let me challenge you to do this. Sing praises to the great physician. Can I tell you, there ain't no better place to fall asleep than in the arms of God. Try it from Dr. Bill, amen? See if that works for you. So whether you're sleeping, whether you're awake, in good times or in bad times, in victory or in loss, with smiles or in sadness, we all need to sing. Sing praises this season. But not only tis this the season for singing, Tis also the season for sharing. 
Many times, the Bible encourages believers to share. Let me share a couple of those with you. Proverbs 22.9, the Bible says, A generous man will himself be blessed, for he shares his food with the poor. Romans 12.13, Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Hebrews 13, 16, but don't forget to do good and to share. For with such things, God is well pleased. And then Paul wrote to Timothy. And he said, command those, Pastor Timothy, command those that are rich in this present world not to be arrogant and not to put their hope in wealth of which it is so uncertain. But put their hope in God, who richly provides with everything for our enjoyment. He said, Pastor, command them to do good. Command them to be rich in good deeds, to be generous, and be willing to share. Willing to share. In this way, he said, you will lay up treasures for yourselves as a firm foundation in the coming age. You know, it seems like People in the United States, the more they have, the more they want. In 2007, the top 1% of income earners made 23.5% of all the income. But that wasn't enough. Now, today, the top 1% owns more wealth than the bottom 90%. But that's not enough. Think about the Wall Street executives and the banking CEOs with their obscene compensation packages. They now earn more than they did before you and I bailed them out. But they want more. That's not enough. You see, it's not just billionaires who want more. It's nearly everybody in the United States. It just seems that everybody wants a little bit more. If I just had a little bit more, I could make ends meet. Instead of making the ends meet with what you have. It seems like we're never satisfied with what we have. It seems like we're never satisfied with what we've been given by God. But I tell you that instead of wanting more, we ought to share what we got. Instead of wanting more, we ought to share what we have. And as we share what we have, as we share what God has given us, then he promises he'll take care of us. We just need to be thinking of how we're going to do it. How are we going to share with others this season? You know, our, our BMW, our Bethel Meals on Wheels is an excellent way that our church family shares. And I'm pleased to tell you that we delivered over 100 meals last Sunday as part of our Thanksgiving celebration. But when I got back after delivering some of those meals, I noticed that there were still tables full of food. We probably could have fed 200. Have you ever thought about how much food you're going to throw away this season? Have you ever thought about how much food you're going to give to the dogs this season? Back in the day, people didn't have much food. And back in the day, as a result of not having much food, they didn't waste much food. But it ain't that way today. 
We have such an abundance of food. And we end up throwing away as much food as we eat. You ever think about all the starving people? Anybody's mama ever said that? You ever think about all the starving people in the world? But have you ever really thought about all the starving people in the world? When seeing a lot of Facebook posts, especially after the election, and it was talking about, you know, you're worried about this and you're worried about that and you're worried about this and you're worried about that. And then there's this little child, skin and bones, on his hands and knees. And that little child says, I'm not worried about those things. That child's worried about where his next meal's coming from. Or the fact that he ain't going to get one. There's a lot of starving people in the world. But let me tell you, there's a lot of hungry people right here in our corner of the county. And I just want to bring your attention. I want to bring your awareness that this kind of thing exists. That hunger exists. And we need to be sharing some of our abundance with these people. Tis the season for sharing. And I'm going to tell you, those folks will be very happy to receive it. Of course, there's a lot of ways we can share this season. You can all make donations to a local food bank in the city. You can give, uh, give to the Salvation Army. How many of you will pass by at least one Salvation Army person ringing that bell in front of Walmart or some other store? Raise your hand. How many of you will pass by at least one? Raise it high so I can see it. Now, after the second or third time you pass him by, how many, of it, how many times does it get on your nerves? Sounds like the, the voice of somebody who gets on their nerves, huh? The Salvation Army is a great way to share in your abundance. So I say don't just give once like Brother Bill did. Give again. And again, and again, every time you go in, every time you come out, give more. You've got it. You've got it. You've got an abundance. Every time you pass it by, give it. When you go in and when you leave, give to the Salvation Army. Loaves and fishes, providing meals for people. Adopting a safe place, Angel. If you miss that opportunity, let me tell you what, there's still other opportunities right here in our own part of the county. You want to, to share out of your abundance? Just see me. I'll get you the help you need to where you can make that donation. You know, by sharing with all these organizations, we deal directly with less fortunate people. And in doing so, we share ourselves. We share ourselves and we share out of our own abundance. Friend, tis the season for singing. But tis also the season for sharing. But also, tis also the season for serving. The word of God says in Galatians 5.13, You, my brothers, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to get this. Indulge in the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. What does indulging in the sinful nature mean? Somebody help me out. 
Indulging in the sinful nature. What does that mean? Hmm? Giving into our flesh. That's good. What else? Indulging the sinful nature. You're not used to answering questions on Sunday morning, are you? We do a lot of this on Sunday night, though, don't we? Indulging in the sinful nature. Taking part of sinful activity. Absolutely. Whoa. That's where I was heading, Brother Tim. Because all these are true. All these are true. But I think that indulging in the sinful nature basically boils down to being selfish. Indulging in the sinful nature basically boils down to just thinking about me. Caring little about anyone else. Caring little about what they have or don't have. Caring little about what that child thinks. Caring little about what that child's going to get this Christmas. Caring little about whether that family's going to eat this Christmas. And most people live this way. Most Christians, I hate to tell you this, in this perspective, live indulging in the sinful nature. They're not concerned with other people. Not thinking about what they can do for someone else. But you know, in Matthew chapter 20, Jesus taught his disciples and he teaches you and I that whoever wants to become great must become a servant. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. You and I are called to be like Jesus. You and I are called to be like him. And Jesus came to serve others. He didn't come to get himself served. He didn't come to indulge in the sinful nature and be selfish. Jesus came out of heaven to share with others, to serve others. He didn't come to be served by others. Now, Jesus' half-brother, James, same mama, different daddy, amen? Amen? Same mama, different daddy, said this in James 1.27, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. As I was studying that verse this week, I became convicted of it. If God considers it pure religion to care for the widows in their, their, in their distress, then guess what? I better do it. I better do it for two reasons. One, because it's going to bless the widows. Two, because it's going to please God. Friends, I don't remind you of these things this morning to make you think that I'm the best singer or to make you uh, think that I share all the time or to make you think that I'm the best servant in the world because I'm not. But as I get older, my compassion for other people grows. And I think that's a good thing. I've concluded in my life that one big reason why God put me here 
is for people. One big reason why God put you here is for other people. To minister to another. To care for another. To bless another. And we need to take the time to do that. We were created to remember and serve other people any way you can, any time you can. But often in our busyness, we overlook people and we forget to serve other people. But this must not happen. Tis the season for serving. Tis the season for a great many things. But the two greatest things serve the Lord and serve people you know we must always give thanks always give praise to the Lord because if there's anything you've got good in this world it's because of him but we must also remember people because Jesus left heaven for people Jesus left heaven for you and I. He left heaven for people. And there are times when you and I got to leave what we're doing for other people. Stop what you're doing and serve other people. Tis the season for that. But you know, it's always the season for doing good. Amen? Galatians chapter 6, the Bible says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Tis the season. This is a great opportunity to do good to all people. But I want you to remember, friends, and, and unbelievers especially, if you don't know the Lord Jesus, I want you to know more than anything this morning that Jesus left heaven for you. He left heaven, and when he left heaven, he came down and was treated spitefully. Crucified on a criminal's cross. But he did it for you. So that you might be forgiven of your sins. So that you might have, through believing in him, place in heaven with God this decision time we're about to sing of gives you an opportunity to proclaim that belief let us pray Father God I praise you this morning for who you are and for how worthy you are Lord I pray in Jesus name that we all recognize this season. This season for singing. Singing praises to your name. This season for sharing the abundance you poured out on us. And this season for serving other people. Thank you for serving me, Lord. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for all mankind. That if they only believe
Father, I pray there's one here this morning who's never proclaimed that for them. I pray that they would have the courage to take a step of faith and allow me just the opportunity to pray with them and, and share what the Word of God says about how they can be saved from the awful alternative. Lord, thank you for this season. We give all the glory to you. In Jesus' name. And all God's